You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.05 a.m. Lawson, what is our next quiz question for today, please? Our next quiz question. Here we go. This is some uh, some fill-in-the-blanks right here. Here we go. What two words were frequented in Romans 14.8 that we have blanked out for you here? So, here we go. These are two words, but we've got a bunch of blanks. For if we blank, we blank to the Lord. And if we blank... We blank to the Lord. Therefore, whether we blank or blank, we are the Lord's. <laughs> Can you remember how many blanks so, there are? So, but we're only looking for two words. There's two words. That's and they all used. fit into all those blanks. That, that's that's right. It's, again, for if we blank, we blank to the Lord. If we blank, we blank to the Lord. Therefore, whether we blank <laughs> or blank, we are the Lord's. Do you feel blanked? <laughs> I'm, I'm well and truly blanked this morning, guys. But I, I'm sure that some of you are picking on that. Maybe you, you don't know the answer to this one. Maybe you're lost. We always encourage you, if you are not a regular church attender, you know, if you are someone who is, uh, going to church, not, you know, every single week. We encourage you, hey, go and look it up. That's Romans chapter 14 and verse 8. If you are a regular church attender, try and use that big brain of yours to get the answer correct. And if you're thinking, now you're like, oh, I don't know, just chuck in any words there. <laughs> you know, for, for if we <laughs> skateboard, then we skateboard to the Lord. No. And if we, nah, maybe that's heresy. Sorry, guys. But, um, but yeah, now nah, just, just look, if you don't know the answer, 0491, if you do know the answer, 0491 064 Of course, our prize for this week, 13 weeks of joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. But again, 0491 064 Get some correct answers in. And, and the tip with that one is like, if you know the book of Romans uh, and the, the theme of Romans, um, which is all about sin and stuff, so it kind of relates to all of that. So just, mm. just keep that in context and keep that in mind. Hey, we've got some text coming through. Brayden says here, this refers to what you shared earlier in your news segment about, about past, swearing. pastor swearing. Um, and, and that even on his podcast, he continues to swear. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, Brayden says here, pastor that swears. Sorry. What a joke. What if, he, if what he does outside of the pulpit is different to when he does in front of the people, then I would say, what he oh we're jumping around because there's more text coming through ah <laughs> uh, then in front of people then i would say what he what he does in front of the church is merely a shell and fake yep we are called to be different not the same as those in the world to be an example christianity is not a piece of clothing we put on when we go to church but something that changes our entire life i like that isn't that so important and again you know, swearing as with other things, it's about bringing it to the Lord and overcoming. And so, it, it's actually a beautiful life not to not to swear. Mm. It's actually a really beautiful thing and enjoyable. Uh, makes life enjoyable for yourself, as it has for me for so many years. And also, um, it's enjoyable to those that are around. I mean, have yeah. you ever been around somebody that, like, every, well, you used to do it, but uh, like every legit. second or third word, you just can't get the content of what they're saying at all because all you hear is their swear words. And that's, yeah. that's all that jumps out at Dude, you. I will say, like, people think that I'm... And, and especially people who aren't Christian, their perception of me is totally different in a positive way because I don't because swear. Because you don't swear. Like, it's one of the biggest things. I'll actually, give you. I'll give you an example. So, so one time, um, I was 
I was riding my motorbike up the bush. There's this track out near where I live. And actually, this bush track has been, like, gone through. Someone has gone through and excavated it with an excavator and made all these jumps and turns and berms and whatnot. Yo. And it's actually a family who live on the, str- on the street next to the bush where the track is. They've done this. And it turns out that my dad knows the person of that family because they come, oh, yeah, from, right, come right. from the same town and whatnot. I don't like, they're like friends from way back. I don't know this guy. I don't know this family, but I was out there riding and this kid who was about 13s out there. And then his mom is out there watching him too. And this kid like used to race and or he's racing and I used to race. And so I've like pulled over and I had a chat with the mom and I'm wow. talking to the kid and, and all that stuff. And we're talking about riding and everything. And then, you know, I, I take off and I, I just told them my first time. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm Lawson. And then, and they've gone back home and they've told their dad about, oh, there's this kid named, this well, this guy, this is a couple of years ago, so I would have been like 22, say, yeah. this guy named Lawson out of the bush and he's really good at riding and we talked to him and stuff. And, um, and then he saw my dad, this guy saw my dad and, yeah. and talked about me meeting his family. And he's like, yeah, you know, my, my wife and my son, they're up the bush and they met this guy who was riding and, and he's just like, you know, like my wife just said, he's just such a kind person, so well wow, spoken, nice. so you know, so understanding. Listen, nice. you know, the people we beat up the bush in Toronto, they're a bunch of drunkos. He's, <laughs> he's like, this guy is really nice, and and it turns out it was your son Gogs. That's like my dad's nickname. He's like, oh yeah, Gogs, <laughs> oh, it was wow. your young fella, and it was this whole thing, and it was like. Again, me being there, you know, before I was a Christian, I would have just been swearing my head off wow. and saying this and saying that. And, and like, I wouldn't have had that impact mm-hmm. on those people. But all of a sudden, like, you know, and, and that opened the door for me to talk about church. Absolutely. Opened the door. Like, That's beautiful, isn't it? Again, you know, and this is, just, this is just like a, sto- a small story. But I, I feel like, and you never, and you can never just like review, do a survey with someone like, how did yeah, you feel about no, me because I didn't no, swear? No, that's it. But I can tell in my own life, Life, the connections that I'm able to make with people, the way that people feel, say, comfortable around me, and particularly those who aren't Christian, and it's because I don't swear. Like, yes, it's because I'm yes. not using coarse language. Like coarse, it is coarse language it, it, that is just God does not like coarse right. language. But it, it distinguishes you from the world completely, and it shows you yourself. And that was what was modeled to me by That's the Christians cute. that I met. Like, I remember having dinner with them for the first time and I'm sitting at the table and they're all eating like, we, we were, uh, we went out to dinner, went out to a burger restaurant. They're all eating like veggie burgers and I'm eating my beef burger. They shouted me. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, uh, which is nice. But like, I was attracted to spend more time with them because unlike the friends that I had at the time, these guys were just, again, well spoken. They were mm. kind. They, mm. but then also a thing of character. Like they didn't gossip. They didn't. Mm. Da, 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 da. And but all I, those things are packed in together, like, isn't it? Because it all comes back to words. Mm-hmm. Words mm-hmm. are crucial because then through that we reflect. You know, when we are kind and all of those things, and we're not using swear words. And uh, the thing is, we reflect the fruits of the spirit that's spoken of in Galatians by Paul. You know, kindness, compassion, all those things. It's replaced mm-hmm. when we come to Jesus. That's right. That's and it, right. Or should I say it's meant to be replaced? And if it's not, then we need to say, where is my relationship with Jesus? And where? And and like you say, it's it is work. Christ is Christ working in and through us, so we cannot do it of ourselves. Absolutely, but there's also a part yeah. that we've actually got mm-hmm. to try and do that yeah. ourselves. It's a choice. It's just like when I was a teenager, and I had to keep on choosing not to be selfish. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? But it was only through the power of God that it was able to be changed Absolutely. from being selfish to unselfish. That is really key. And the biggest benefit of that change is not only the experience that you get to have, because I, like if I, I'm being 100% honest, like I don't swear when I talk to people and I don't swear when I'm by myself. Yeah. Like I don't. Like yeah, that, no, I don't know. And I, and I put like, you know, there are, there are, there are struggles that I have and, you know, I, I, there are learned behaviors and, yeah. and even like, I'll be honest with you, you know, there are some things that unfortunately, like if I'm in public, I don't do. And then I, I do in private and then you feel guilty and you go and repent and it's like, oh God, like I, I'm, I'm struggling with sin here. I'm struggling with this selfishness. I'm struggling with this. Swearing is something that for me, like God has actually fully changed me. I, I, I don't do it even when I'm by myself. Uh, but the biggest thing is that it's a blessing to others. Like it is so it such is. a benefit to others. Yo. It is such a blessing to others. Maybe you're listening this morning. Again, we'd love you to send your thoughts in 0491-064-669. You, maybe you're listening this morning and you're thinking, oh, hey, um, you know, I don't really think this is a problem or maybe it's something that you do. Uh, we just want to encourage you this morning on The Breakfast Show, like, hey, really, like, it is such an awesome thing, such a freeing thing and such a blessing if you can if you can move past something. I, I love swearing. that. I love what you just said there. It's a freeing thing. Mm. It's that freedom that you find because that's, you know, when Paul speaks of being bound in chains and, you know, slaves to sin, mm. it's that whole thing in so many areas. And, and the whole swearing thing is, you know, being you're bound in chains. Mm. And when we, when we actually don't swear, then there's that freedom that is experienced in a powerful and in an absolutely beautiful way. And, mm. and like you say, it's about a be- bearing witness of God to other people how mm. can we bear witness if we're actually swearing yeah we can't right. coarse language is not any part of the vocab yeah, of god absolutely in any kind uh, of way I and so we do. want to encourage you to take it to jesus to keep going back mm. to him because it is a journey and so just keep taking it to him and through his power you can overcome you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491 Okay, Brett has just sent in a banger text message. He says, oh. when Peter denied Jesus, he had to swear to prove he wasn't a follower. Oh, oh okay. Wow. wow. That well, is incredible, right? I mean, here's the thing. Was it a swear word or was it the swearing that we know of, you know, as mm. in like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I think ultimately like his language, the, the language that he employed, was it as such, it, it, it was as such that he would be, he, he's like, he changed his character and his language to the point where he said like, oh, look, see, that's, I'm not like Jesus. Because that's right. having been with Jesus, having spent time with him, the character and the kindness that Jesus had, that would have been something that, yeah, again, Jesus is trying to impart into them. But now he's reverted back to the old ways. He's gone back and he's just like, not like that's you know that's not who I'm with. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. So yeah, it's really really a, a key thing here. I just I love that thought so much. It's hey, when we want to disassociate with God, you know, and, and I would do this today if I wanted to prove my disassociation with Jesus um, or my disassociation with God. That's like the first thing I would do. Like I would do, you know I would immediately change the way that I speak to speak more coarse, to speak more rough, and and use that to deny Jesus. 
Yeah. Hey, so we've got to just be really careful in every space with this. Hey, going on to our study time that mm. we've actually gone on Ephesians, I just want to touch on a text that we received yesterday mm. that was really quite moving, as I mentioned to myself when I read it, and we read it off air and then read it, read it on air. And then we had a further one that came through just at the end of our show and we didn't, weren't able to read it. But because we've been covering about slaves, um, slaves, slavery in Paul's day, mm. uh, this is what this text actually relates to. And today we're going to move into being slaves of Christ and what that means. But Sue says here, hi guys, fun fact related to your topic of slavery. A couple of months ago I learned from Heidi, my cousin, that our Nana's great-great-grandfather, Thomas Kent, was an African slave and took on his surname from where the ship landed in England. His son John Kent, my Nana's great-grandfather, was the first black policeman in England in Carlisle only discovered in 2018 and the next black policeman was 126 27 years later and who was actually John Kent's grandson mm. in other words my nana's dad and my nana's dad was murdered by two guys a woman Jean Lee was the last woman hung in Australia wow. so th- so we read- that was that was the text message from that we read yesterday that was, that's the one we read yesterday and then we had this follow on text that says thanks guys for sharing about John uh, John Kent just another fun fact for you that was my nana's dad's side her mum's grandfather was also a black African slave who discovered coal in Victoria. He died at the age of 38. He wasn't allowed to be buried in the cemetery as he was black. And so he was buried on the outside. I mean, how would you be like, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking like, how would God even look at this sort of stuff given that we've been uh, created equally in mm. every way. And he says, so when his wife died 40 years later, she had her headstone facing up towards his resting site while all the other headstones were facing the other way. I mm. get emotional just reading this because mm. I just think, oh, just give me a moment. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just think this incredible love of the wife saying like, here's my husband. Mm. We are separated here in death. Knowing that, you know, death is asleep, but the fact is I'm just still showing by what I've requested to my family to say I'm still facing him. We are still, you know, one in one with, you know, we lived as one on this earth. Mm. But the fact is actually sharing sharing a bigger message here. It's Mm. saying that, hey, Jesus hasn't deserted you either. Mm. It's saying that Jesus is actually doesn't, doesn't look at race, culture or things that, you know, there's a verse that, that Luke writes in Acts that says, we are of one blood. Mm. We are all of one blood. Mm. And sadly, with slavery, when it's actually come in, you know, even, I mean, there, was, there were slaves, you know, Joseph was a slave, um, you know, in the Old Testament, Abraham had slaves, and we've got the Israelites nation, nation with slaves in, in Egypt as well. Mm. But then we've still got modern day slavery, you know, we talked about America and how slavery, slavery was abolished, but, but also then further that, that slavery still exists, but yeah. it's so hidden and so quiet these days, but it's still so prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that humanity has divided humanity, mm. you know, in, in this space. Yeah, and into, God doesn't. Into classes oh. that one class deserves rights and the other class deser- does not deserve rights. And, you know, we talked about slavery in Paul's Day uh, yesterday and we talked about how, you know, there was, there was a little bit of a different element to it. You know, it wasn't based on necessarily race or class or background, but it is ultimately the stripping of rights from people uh and you know and and again this text message here and just seeing that these people like again the perspective is is that oh this 
individual because of something to do with their background, they don't deserve the rights that other people yeah. deserve. Yeah. And this is this is the reality is and as we'll get into today, is that when we go looking for recognition and acceptance in the world that we live in today, it can either not exist, it cannot yeah. exist and we won't be afforded yeah. th- those rights. Or we can be afforded those rights, but for potentially a short period of time that, yes, may last our lifetime, but for future generations, like, there will oh. always be the issue of domineering, of oh, power. Yeah. Like, there will always be this struggle on this earth that we're living on. And so yeah. the powerful response that God gives to that and the powerful response that Paul writes to that in the Bible is, look, whether you're a slave mm. or whether you're free, be a slave to Christ. I, I know, and, and it's a different kind of slavery that this is talking about compared mm-hmm. to the physical slavery and that is is through mm-hmm. humanity, isn't it? That's really what Paul is saying here. Yeah, absolutely. And again, not because Christ is here to domineer you, no. but Christ is here. Be, be his slave in the sense that when you give everything to him, he gives you all the more back. Slave he owners. Has your back in every that's way. right. Slave owners in our modern day world, they take everything. Mm. This is a, a movie that's come out and everyone is talking about it at the moment. It's called The Sound of Freedom. We talked about it here oh, on the yes. show. Have you seen it, Danuta? No, I haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it either. Every single person on my timeline that watches it, like on my Facebook or my Instagram. And these are people with Christian backgrounds, non-Christian backgrounds, whatnot. People are just going on and on and on about it because it's about, you know, trafficking. It's mm. about um, child trafficking and whatnot, and, which is ultimately an issue of slavery. Yes. Uh, it, and, it, and one of the big points that the movie makes that, that I've heard about is that um, essentially there are more slaves living in this world today than in any other generation before. And the what that ultimately highlights is despite our efforts to get rid of slavery, slavery and particularly slavery, well, all slavery to people, which is ultimately a reflection of a slavery that we have to sin, it, it cannot be solved through means of even if we all make the choice and say, yes, we want to end slavery, even, you know, like there was in the United States, even if we all, you know, if we fight over it, even if we have a bloody civil war over it, and yeah. by bloody, I mean like literally yeah, bloody, blood, like literally th- yeah. tens of thousands of people dying to solve the issue of slavery, mm. Mm. it still will not be sl- solved. It, it's it, still- the, it still will not come to an end because of the existence and the prevalence of sin. The only option that we have is to submit to Christ. He is the only freedom. He is the only freedom oh, that we have. Hundred percent. That's the beautiful thing, and that's why you know. Well, actually, let's let's read the verses to unpack that because that that is a real key thing. Because there is real freedom in Christ, and it's all got to do with the fact that we are grafted into the family of God, and that we are, you know, His inheritance, as we've actually unpacked earlier in Ephesians, where it actually says uh, in chapter one, it actually says in verse eighteen. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know 
What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his mm. inheritance? Um, riches of his glory of his inheritance in the same, in the saints. And so we're actually being in, in, you know, grafted in into the body of Christ. So here really what Paul is unpacking and saying in slavery. Well, actually, I'm just going to read those verses quickly. In chapter 6, verse 5 to 9, it says, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ, mm. not with eye service as men pleases, but as bond service of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. That's the key. Verse 7, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to the men. Verse 8, knowing that whatever good mm. anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. That's what you said. You know, he gives back whether he, and, and, and says the same from the Lord, whether you are slave or free in verse 9, and you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality in him. Love mm. that because that is the key thing that is there's a master in heaven. There may be earthly masters that people have actually had to be slaves to, but it's the context of what Paul is saying here about being slaves to Christ is not the same kind that we actually mm. see with humanity in any kind of way. And so we need to keep that in mind is that, um, you know, the, the, it's not taking the place of the slave master. People are slaves, but it is saying that God is with you no matter what. And the allegiance belongs to Christ and Christ alone rather than the commitments and allegiance, you know, that motivate their heart for giving excellence in service in every possible way. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we have such a faithful God. And that's exactly what we're talking about here in our study. But before we do, we've got one more last quiz question to give you just for today on our penultimate day before the draw day. Take it yeah, away. Yeah, here we go. From what part of Adam's body did did God create Eve? Mm. You know the answer. A very simple one. 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. 0491-064-669. If you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win 13 Weeks of Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. Just an epic book about how you can lay a hold of joy. And it's interesting. We we're talking uh, early in the show with John Ashton and we were talking about, you know, the ultimately the, the chase for acceptance and joy and happiness that mm. our young people are going through, um, particularly in a time where, you know, the hormones being pumped up and it's, uh, you know, quite confusing and quite difficult. And it's unfortunately leading them to make decisions that will forever alter their lives in a negative way. Mm. And so it's, it's quite, actually, it's sad to see um, that, and particularly when you can live as you are, as you were born, um, and be Absolutely. happy and free and joyous in Christ. In Christ. This is the experience that many people have had, including us here mm. in the Breakfast Show studio. And as you were talking about the, the program that was on Channel 7, where people are going through these procedures and then being, you know, as John Ashton was saying, being infertile for the rest of their life, having to take hormones the rest of their life. It's almost, it's like a life sentence, essentially. Mm. You can't decide to get out of it. That's it. You're, yeah, no, you're in for life. And p particularly with the prevalence of people getting out of that, you know, hey, if you have an experience for Jesus that's bad, which I really don't believe you can. Um, but if you want to leave Jesus, like, at least you didn't 
take everything from you. Absolutely. And you were saying earlier, just before the last song, that you know we find that freedom in Christ. And we've got a beautiful mm. song coming up at the very end of this segment of our Bible study time, mm. exactly on freedom. Um, and so Paul covers it also beautifully um, in 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 another part of you know the gospel, uh, not, not, not the gospels of his writings, the epistles. Uh, the epistles. Mm. And so we're going to go to First Corinthians. Do you mind reading that? First Corinthians chapter seven, verse twenty one and twenty two, because it actually talks that it, he actually specifically says you know about slavery but mm. what it means to be in christ as a free person absolutely he says is were you called while a slave do not be concerned about it but if you can be made free rather use it for he who is called in the lord while a slave is the lord's freed man likewise he who is called while free is christ's slave yeah you were brought bought at a price, do not become slaves of men, brethren. Let each one remind with remain with remain God. sorry yeah. with God in that state in which he was called. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're all called, and there's a, you know, and you might say, look, you know, hold on, how, do, how does that sound? You know, it says here one moment you're saying you are free, but then you're a slave. You know, be mm. Christ's slave. Well, so here's the thing to unpack that because this is really important to understand that that slavery is really quite quite different um, because what Paul is actually saying here that we read earlier in Ephesians and with this passage in 1 Corinthians, you know, where in in Ephesians he says, uh, you know, but be bond servants or slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, um, you know, goodwill in service and receive, uh, the, you know, whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Uh, and so Paul is actually saying here several things about um, the substitution that that is upon them. You know, they're, they're slave masters. So in Paul's days, the slave masters, Paul here actually has diminished them to earthly masters. He actually points them towards the real and heavenly father, which is really very clear that he says, you know, as to Christ. He also says there very clearly in verse 9, he says mm. uh, the, that your own master is also in heaven. So he's actually mm. very clearly pointing to the fact that the real master wow. is the one in heaven because he will never let you down he will never beat you he will never talk down to you he will never abuse you any kind of way he will just love you unconditionally with an everlasting and incredibly deep love the second point too that 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 we can take from this is that they are to serve with fear and trembling with a sincere heart as they do to Christ. Mm. So in other words, you know, uh, you know, if, if anyone is in slavery, it's about serving that master. Now I want to say too, that sometimes people experience that in their very home. We don't think of it as being a slave, you know, where they're purchased and with ownership. But you can sometimes be in a home and you feel like a slave because you don't have the freedom of choice by from the other person. It can actually be that the other person is domineering. It mm. can be that the other person is abusive. Mm. So slavery in a different kind of sense here, but in its own sense at the same time, can actually happen in our home. We hope that no one that's listening is actually in that situation right at the moment. If you are, reach out to God and pray because there is power in prayer. And we've heard stories of the changed lives with people yeah. in that space, haven't and I, we? I Absolutely. I think it's a condition that, again, it just is in line with the condition of sin. When we are given power as people, you know, there's that, that, there's that uh, saying, it's like ultimate power corrupts. Yep. Now, if you are completely righteous like God is, then that's not an issue. But for us as humans with the existence of sin in our lives, you know, when we're given even just a smooth, 
smidge of power. Yep. Um, there are those who are, and I think that's a test of character. Hey, like those of good yeah. character are able to handle it and use their power to be a blessing and a benefit to others. But it's unfortunate that so much in our world, that power is used to lord over people. And, and again, this is a reflection. It's like the, the, the slave, you know, slave master dynamic. Ultimately, like you've got a master and you've got a slave. Um, and it, it unfortunately plays out in a lot of different senses because people get power and then mm. use it to to domineer, to self-serve, oh, yeah. all these things. But ultimately, again, Christ is the one who cuts through that problem. And yeah. I think it goes back to like his his very the very nature of the way he saves humanity. It's through his death. He's through like through his there's, death. There's yeah, well, a, mean, like no yeah. issue being subject to me to one of the biggest forms of of slavery like to be to be killed to be well, to go through sin absolutely know? and jesus did experience that when I mean, we read in philippians chapter 2 when it seems he came he came you know to to the role of a bond servant the the word slave there and the, the, uh, daulos is the word in greek that is is used for that and so he came to that very lowly so that all all may be saved, not just the upper class, you know, the rich or anyone or anyone famous, but it's everyone. And I love to hear, you know, it, Paul also brings out that it's about doing the will of God from the heart and offering heartfelt service in every way and also invites to be positively motivated in service as to the Lord and not to man. And so what he's saying is he's got this connection with God that is really important that it's about the fact that you are so strongly connected with Jesus in every way that you then serve others. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel that that is an obligation. It's a natural outflow. And I love the story here of where Paul actually writes to Philemon. The Philemon is, oh, is just one really book. short yeah. book. And it's really interesting. At the start of uh, you know his writings, Paul writes in so many places, uh, Paul the apostle of Christ, Paul the disciple of Christ, Paul, the bond servant, he uses the slave. In this case, he actually opens with Philemon, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, mm. and Timothy, our brother. And he actually writes to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer. But he actually actually has a plea for Onesimus. Now, he actually mm. says to Philemon, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten, begotten, no, bought while in my chains, who as in taken in, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I am sending him back. So he's actually sending him back to him. And then he actually says, right, you know, further on, he says, uh, perhaps he departed for a while from this purpose that you might receive him for. And he says, take him in no longer as a slave, but more than a slave as a beloved brother. And so this story here is this beautiful picture of what happens with Christ. When we are grafted into the family of Christ, it's not that typical slavery way to think of, but there's this brotherly, brotherly love Mm. and brotherly picture that has got this family. And so when you are in this beautiful family and you are experiencing love, it means that you don't want to leave. You don't mm. want anything different. And that's the sort of thing that Paul is talking about here in every kind of way. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. 
questions you need answered? The popular question of the day segment has moved. Lyle Southwell will answer every Bible question you have on his new time spot Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Faith FM. During the afternoons with Shell program. So send your questions to info at faithfm.com.au or text us at 4 888 with all I am. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, it's come time for us to give our answers to our quiz questions. Take it away for us. All right, our answers to the quiz questions. Firstly here, what did Balaam's donkey see that made him afraid? It was an angel. There was an angel standing on the road, and every time Balaam's donkey would run down the road, he'd that's go, it. oh, and freak out and, and run off to the side of the road. And that's when that's when Balaam starts beating this donkey up. Mm. Like, hey, come on. And the, the donkey's like, why is thou beateth me, Balaam? That's it. <laughs> Which is, oh, man, crazy. Uh, then the next question here, what kind of precious stones were set on the ephod worn by the priest? It was A, it was onyx. Yeah, We know that the a part of just the garb in general, there was a bunch of different stones, but yeah, it was onyx mm. on the ephod. Um, next one, Kian named a certain disciple in Damascus who was told to find Saul of Tarsus and to lay his hands upon him so that he might regain his sight. That was Ananias. So it was Ananias. And Ananias is like, like literally God shows up to him and says like, okay, I've got this guy, Saul of Tarsus. And Ananias is like, God, are you sure? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you really want like, me to you- take this man in that's been persecuting us, you know, in every way? Mm-hmm. Hey, but yeah, and it's such a good story, though. And he does, mm-hmm. though, doesn't he? He takes him in mm-hmm. and he lays the and, hands and on him. And it's awesome. He takes him in, lays hands. It's sick. Next one here, it says, what two words are frequented in Romans 14 and verse 8? And now the answer to that one was, for if we have life, for if we, sorry, live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Mm. That was the answer to that one, all those blanks. And then finally here, it says, from what part of Adam's body did God create Eve? It was from the rib, you know, an area where they stood equal. They were comparable to one another. And yeah, they were complimentary to one another as well. I've got a text message. And as we said that last, sorry, just we said that with La last week when we were unpacking it, that it wasn't from the foot so that man would stamp, stomp on her and dominate. And it wasn't from the head to dominate either. It was equal. Yeah. Absolutely. Got a text message from David here. He says, I don't believe that people can have bad experience with Jesus, but can have bad experience with misinformed believers. Uh, then that's David from Clarkson SDA Fellowship. It's an interesting text, hey, because then the question is, okay, well, why do people leave God? Mm. And I think it's a case, because if there's a judgment, right? If there is a judgment in which you've got two sides and one side accepts Jesus and the other doesn't accept Jesus, then the question is, is that how can someone get to that point if, if Jesus really is like amazing? And the answer ultimately is because it's because of sin. Uh, we see here, like as, as David's writing, like I think people leave churches because of bad experiences with believers. But again, and, and I, maybe you can attest to this Danuta, but when you have an experience with Jesus, like a real experience oh. with the real Jesus, one where you, you, you experience repentance, you experience mm. forgiveness, you experience the transformation of your life, 
there is nothing that anyone could do to you that would want to make you leave that experience. Oh, In 100%. fact, the martyrs hang on crucifixes, yes. are burnt at stakes, drowned uh, for their belief of Christ. And so the problem there isn't other people. But then it's like, well, why do people ultimately leave? And I think the answer is, yes, people can have bad experiences with people and whatnot. But I think at the end of the day, it's when people don't experience Jesus, mm. or potentially they do experience Jesus, which is what the Bible says. People have a belief under salvation, mm. but then reject that experience mm-hmm. for sin. Mm. Um, and it's unfortunate that people make those decisions and they leave something so good for something yeah, so yeah. fleeting, yeah, something so, so fleeting, temporary. Mm. But yeah, this is the the call that we have, the admonition that we have that hey, let's uh, let's stand with Christ. Let's stand with Christ and you will not look back. If you have not made a decision for Jesus, we encourage you to actually let him into your life. Even today, you know, say, you know, Lord, I want you into my life. Um, and, and, you know, just talk to him like to a friend and he won't let you ever, ever, ever let you down. You will have no regrets and you will experience that power of freedom. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. We've come to the end of our show. We want you to remember um, just before we're going to give our giveaway, free gift giveaway, get your phones ready on 0491064669. You can just text in the book Bible shortly. Sorry, book uh, shortly. Um, but I just want to leave you with a verse for, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's the amazing God that we have. That's taken from Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, something to to encourage you for the day today. Lawson, what have we got for our free giveaway for today, please? Yes, we have a book, and we've been talking about slaves, we've been talking about, you know, being a slave to Christ. I've got a book here. It's called The Master of Love. Ah, oh, fabulous. He Lived For You. This is actually a book by Ellen G. White. This is a, a an excerpt from the book uh, Des- The Desire of Ages. Ages. And this book is getting into some of the words of Jesus and the things that he says, the things that he teaches. And if you want this book, well, we want to give it to you absolutely for free. You just have to text us at 491 Zero six four six six nine. Again, that number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And if you're the first texter through, we'll give you this book absolutely for free. Again, that number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine to win the Master of Love. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning. We've come to the end of the show, Danuta. Yeah, uh, always goes too fast. Hey, so stay in line though. Listening to the Tassie Encounters comes on straight afterwards. Later on, too, we have drive time as well. Mm. So absolutely. But hey, guys, you know, I have a fantastic day, and remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you.